All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. Welcome to Invest Wisely with Walt Sukira, the managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors in the Fairlawn West office of the R.W. Baird Company, 3560 West Market Street in Fairlawn for the next half hour. We're talking about the market and investing. Akron Wealth Advisors takes their clients' money and invests it in portfolios of individually owned stocks. So if you'd like to find out more about the market, how it runs, or what it's doing, all you have to do is give us a call at 330-673-1234. That's out of Akron till the free, 800 669 100. Let's talk to Walt right now about what went on last week. Walt, it was a not a good week for the market, really. We had a lot of news coming out, and a lot of it was not well-received. So what did you see in the market last week? Well, Bob, <clears throat> last week was really driven again by these mega-cap stocks um, and also a dovish reminder from the Federal Reserve that interest rates will remain low. Uh, last week, we saw the Dow Jones uh, close off about $41, 41.57, close at 26,428.32. Uh, Year-to-date, that Dow Jones industrial average is still off about 7.4%. So if you started at the beginning of the year, you'd be off 74 uh, The NASDAQ, on the other hand, again, which has a lot of those uh, tech stocks and biotech and uh, companies like Tesla and so forth in it, uh, finished up 3.7% for the week. Uh, up three hundred and eighty-two dollars nine cents, closed at ten thousand seven forty-five, and again the Nasdaq for the year is up about nineteen percent, Bob nineteen point eight percent, getting close to twenty percent. Uh, the S and P index, uh, the S and P five hundred index, which is a proxy for a lot of people with the market, uh, finished the week up fifty-five dollars uh, fifty-five point four nine, closed at three thousand two seventy-one twelve. Um, that's about a 1.7% up movement for the week. And, again, we went into positive territory with the S&P, 1.2% uh, year-to-date. And then those small-cap stocks that we talked about, Bob, the Russell 2000, um, up about uh, 1% for the week. And, again, year-to-date still off about 11%. Uh, as we talked, you know, the Federal Reserve did uh, meet last week, and, uh, you know, Jerome Powell, Federal Fed Chairman, uh, made it clear that interest rates will stay pretty low. We have the two-year Treasury at 0.1%, uh, the five-year at 0.21%, the 10-year at 0.5%, and the 30-year at 1.2%. And again, the reason we tell people those Treasury rates is those are the implied risk-free rates um, backed by the uh, U.S. Treasury. And if you're getting a higher rate than that, you're probably taking some risk. So we just, you know, caution people that if you're looking at interest rates, um, you know, if you're looking at a five-year something and you see it, you know, at 2 or 3 or 4%, you're definitely taking more risk at the five-year five -year charges only paying 0.21%. So uh, that's kind of a summary, Bob. And then on the big picture side, you know, 
we still track what's going on with the coronavirus. We still are tracking the economy, a lot of economic data, and you know we have a lot of companies reporting earnings. So we're paying attention to all those big picture items, and uh, you know trying to look forward as we uh, move through the miles of 2020. Now, some of the other figures released last week included the worst ever contraction in the U.S. gross domestic product, the GDP, over 10%, even worse than during the Great Depression. Now, is this having an effect on investors, or what do they what do they think about when they see that, or do they uh, chalk it up to the fact that we were closed down for the most of the uh, second quarter? Yeah, but I mean, GDP was off um, at a rate of 32.9% for the quarter. That is the worst ever. Um, if you look at that number and you break it down, you see personal consumption plummeted uh, 34.6%. Uh, but this was something that was expected. So again, I, I think you know the expectations became you know very low. Uh, people expected it was going to be a very difficult quarter, and I think what's happened is you know people have accepted that and uh, they're trying to find the positives, and that's really what we've seen uh, with a lot of the data that we're looking at. And last week they had the uh, more hearings. This time the House Judiciary Committee held hearings about antitrust matters, including some of those tech companies like Apple, Amazon, Facebook, Google. Uh, what, did, what did you see as the result of those hearings, if there was any result at all? Well, Bob, you know, those hearings are always interesting. They make for pretty good political theater. Um, of course, they were done virtually, so you had, you know, Tim Cook and Jeff Bezos and Sundar Pichai, um, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, you know, all the CEOs of Apple, Amazon, uh, Alphabet, you know, Google, and then Facebook, you know, kind of on uh, big TV screens, uh, you know, answering questions in front of Congress. And, you know, anybody that's ever watched those realized that, you know, it's really more of an opportunity for the congressmen to uh, share their opinions and their their dislike of things and, you know, really do a lot of political posturing, uh, not a lot of listening going on. Uh, not surprisingly, all those CEOs pushed back, you know, on the notion that uh, they had, uh, you know, the, the antitrust issues should be invoked here. Um, you know, even Amazon, you know, which we think is a very, obviously a very large, powerful online retailer, um, you know, Jeff Bezos is quick to recognize and admit that, you know, they're only 6% of all retail. So, you know, if, you, if you're talking about, you know, a company that is out there doing good for consumers and making a lot of products available, especially in a time of COVID, and, you know, pricing is pretty easy to, uh, you know, search and be competitive with, it's hard to make a lot of arguments that, uh, you know, that company is, has some antitrust, uh, you know, issue that maybe should be brought about it. But again, congressmen like to make this issue, and it's a good political theater, and I think that's what we saw going on with, with all that. More political theater, of course, involved the big uh, continuation of the uh, coronavirus, coronavirus stimulus program that seems now to be hung up in the, in Nowheresville. Uh, the House and the Senate cannot get together on a compromise. One of the issues is over how much money to additionally give to the unemployed because of the coronavirus and uh, now they're talking about going on August recess. What is, what is the impact is that going to have when you consider that uh, a lot of the, all that money that was being used for the uh, for the unemployment compensation was being plowed directly back into the economy? Yeah, it's going to have a big uh, impact, Bob. I mean, the Republican version was another trillion dollars of stimulus, um, uh, $1,200 direct stimulus checks to go back out to the people that have received them probably last time. And uh, then that supplemental benefit for the unemployed of about $200 a week, uh, bringing it down from the 600 but putting something back in place. 
Um, you know, obviously the Democrats don't like it uh, for a lot of reasons, and you know the Republicans are going to battle. And this is just now we're we are into political theater. You know, I think the first time there was a little bit of bipartisan, um, uh, you know, approach to this, and then, I mean there was some political theater there. But we're seeing a heck of a lot more now. And of course, leading up to the election, that's something that you probably expect. Let's uh, talk about gold. A lot of folks have noticed that uh, gold, as the uh, U.S. dollar weakens, is uh, approaching and is exceeding record levels. Last week, gold recorded a record $1,971 an ounce, topping their peak back in 2011 of $1,900 an ounce. Uh, as regular investors, we're always told that investing in gold is extraordinarily speculative and, and we're actually encouraged to, to avoid it. But what about now? I mean, you know, who is going to make money investing in gold? Yeah, Bob, you know, gold is uh, obviously an investment that a lot of people look to when there's uncertainty and, you know, when you, you fear a lot of economic damage. Um, you know, gold is kind of a, a safe haven for, you know, when all other financial assets start to fall apart. Um, I like Warren Buffett, you know, who uh, once said that gold produces nothing and it merely looks back at you. Um, I think it's a pretty good quote, you know, when you think about gold. But gold has performed. I mean, if you look at the price, you're right, we're at $1,902, uh, which is a high. It's it exceeded that high of 1900 you know, from, uh, you know, the last time it, it got above those levels. And it's up 34% over the past year. So, I mean, gold has performed. And, again, with all the uncertainty and all the worries and the you know the walls of worries that exist out there. You would assume that gold would perform, and it has. Um, you know, for us, it's not an asset class that we're currently looking at. Um, but again, a lot of people that have put money in the gold in the last year are probably fairly happy. Walt Sakara is talking with us. He's the managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors. He's uh, also taking questions from you about about stocks, individual stocks, and stock talk. If you have a stock or an issue that you're wondering about, whether it's a it should be a buy, a hold, or a sell, and how Walt is investing or not investing in that stock for his clients, you can call us now three three zero six seven three one two three four and talk to Walt Sakara directly. Once again, the managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors here in Fairlawn. 330-673-1234. Outside of Akron and on WNR.com, 800-669-4100, toll free. Let's talk about, again, individual stocks that uh, people are watching. Um, Apple, of course, uh, has been doing uh, rather, rather well. Their earnings, uh, and they've had a stock split. Their earnings are, it seem to be good. Stock is over $400 a share for the first time ever. You hold Apple in your core equity portfolio. So what do you think about Apple now as it seems to be uh, getting possibly overvalued? Um, you know, we like Apple, Bob. We have for a long time. It's been in our core portfolio for a number of years. Um, as you mentioned, big week for Apple. You know, the stock shot up over $40 a share. It was up 10%. Um, actually, for the week, it was up 14%. It was up $54. That was just Friday. It was up, uh, you know, 10%. So, I mean, we were at 425 um, It's if when you look at the the uh, results, I mean it's just impressive, Bob. I mean you know the the uh, results for the quarter, and again we're talking about a very large company. Um, you know sales were up to fifty nine billion, up eleven percent uh, from the year prior when they did uh, fifty three billion, and our earnings were at two fifty eight a share, um, up eighteen percent from two eighteen a share the three months prior the the year before. Uh, when you look at all the aspects of, of Apple, iPhones were up uh, 1.5%. The services revenue, which has been their big push, was up almost 15%, 148 
iPads were up 22%, Macs, uh, their, their Mac computers were up 31%, and wearables. Uh, watches and and some of the you know the earbuds and so forth up sixteen percent. So again, this is a company that seems to be hitting on all cylinders in a very very difficult time. Um, again, they were disrupted early on with the supply chain over in China. Uh, they did mention that their iPhone launch this year is pushed back a few weeks. Of course, they'll be launching their five G iPhone. Um, and and also you know the stock split as you mentioned was kind of a cherry on top of the uh, of the uh, you know. The dessert there. I mean, it was a it was a heck of a nice thing to see. Um, they're going to split four for one, which will bring the share price back near a hundred dollars, which makes it a lot uh, more investable for a lot of smaller investors as well. So, uh, just a solid quarter and great results for Apple. And again, we continue to hold it in our core equity portfolio. We're we're happy to have owned it, and we'll we'll continue to hold it going forward. Another tech stock, of course, that did quite well is Facebook. They uh, had them once again, uh, great earnings, uh, and also uh, doing quite well in the stock price. And uh, once more, you hold that stock in the, your client's portfolio. So Facebook, would you hold on to it, or would you buy more, or would you actually sell as we get into uh, August? Yeah, Facebook, Bob, we continue to like. Um, a lot of people you know, don't like the stock for a lot. Well, they don't like the company, I think. It's funny, Facebook, I, I related to like the old Hall & Oates albums that nobody owned and nobody used to buy, but yet they sold you know millions of copies of their albums somehow, but nobody seemed to ever have them. It's the same thing with Facebook. You know, I talk to a lot of people that say they don't like it, they don't like to be on it, but it, you know, when you look at the traffic and the usage, I mean, Facebook is, is a part of our society in a big, big way. Um, the big, you know, concern for Facebook this quarter was there was a lot of boycotting going on, um, you know, by some big companies that were trying to, you know, get them to, you know, rethink about some of their issues, uh, the way they handle things. Coca-Cola, Starbucks, Microsoft, Verizon were all pulling back advertising. If you remember, we talked about that. Um, but yet, the company still pr- produced some really great results. I mean, it shows that. You know, their top 100 customers, their top 100 advertisers only account for about 16% of their revenue. So it's a very diverse company. Uh, their revenues for the quarter were up 11% at $18 billion uh, versus 6.9 the year prior. And earnings were $1.80 a share versus $0.91 cents, uh, the year prior for those three months. So, again, up 98% in earnings, up 11% in revenue. Uh, a company that seems, again, to be hitting on all cylinders. And, you know, people in a social distance world, um, you know, need to maintain some type of connection. And, you know, this is a, a platform that allows people to stay connected, um, maybe not always the healthiest way, but surely something that we see a lot of usage continuing to happen. And, of course, we have to mention Amazon, another core stock for you that you bought earlier this year. Once more, a very good second quarter report in a, uh, a stock that, according to the figure here, is worth over $3,000 a share. <laughs> I don't know if anybody can afford to buy any more Amazon, but if there's Amazon <laughs> out there, should people be buying it now, or, or should they just be holding on for dear life? Yeah, we continue like Amazon, Bob. I mean, their last quarter, as, as I mentioned, you know, early on when we were talking about Jeff Bezos, talking about only 6% of retail, the company still has a long way to go. Um, you know, if you look at revenues for the quarter, again, $88.9 billion, um, up 40% from the year prior over those three months, and earnings were up at $10.30 a share versus five twenty-two, almost a 97% earnings increase. And remember, there were a lot of concerns about, you know, the – Additional costs that Amazon was running into dealing with COVID-19, the hiring of 175,000 new employees, which they were able to do and integrate and be accretive and show growth. 
Um, their cloud computing segment did quite well, and and you know they they are again in a COVID world, in a world where social distancing is something that we see. It's it's a company that's prospering, and and again those behaviors and uh, habits change. You know people are going to feel a lot more comfortable ordering online and. You know, I think Amazon's here to stay. We're we're glad we bought it this year. You know, we got in at some pretty good prices back in uh, March, and uh, you know, we're going to be a holder of Amazon for a while. And of course, uh, Google Alphabet is the parent company of Google. I don't think a lot of people know that. I know I didn't know that. It's called Alphabet, and another stock that you have in your core equity portfolio, and another stock that has been doing uh, quite well in the tech world in the in the twenty twenty. So, what do you think is happening there at at uh, Alphabet and, and Google? And would you buy? A, you, do, you don't own any core portfolio right now. I'm sorry to say. Let me correct myself. You do not own that right now. So, why wouldn't you buy it if it's going to be uh, doing so well? Yeah, Bob, this is one that we don't own, and we kind of backed away from Google a few years ago. We we haven't got back into it. Um, you know, the company's really changing. It's showing a little bit long in the tooth. Uh, you know, the the culture is definitely changing. You know, this was a company that was very innovative and very culture-centric, uh, the way that, you know, they, they kind of went about things. They hired engineers at an unbelievable pace. Uh, they maintained a very folksy, fun culture in the company. But when you get to 120,000 employees, things start to change. Um, they're driven, you know, really by their online advertising, which is about 83% of their revenues and profits. I mean, this is a company that's amazing. When you look at it daily, you know, there's over 6 billion search queries that go on. Uh, 49 years of content is uploaded daily to YouTube. Uh, and almost 100 billion emails are sent probably through their Gmail platform. So, you know, it's a company that has incredible touch. I mean, you know, they talk about almost uh, 4 billion people uh, use the, one of its products, uh, you know, within it within a day. Um, but, again, they're very reliant on advertising and search, and the company, a lot of the other uh, things they have going on have uh, not grown as quickly as they hoped. And, then when you, the company gets bigger, you get all kinds of things going on. You know, the uh, you get uh, tensions inside the company. There's, you know, the immigration policies that were talked about really, you know, sent a lot of uh, negative culture through the company. There's been uh, sexual harassment claims. They had a big employee wa- walkout. Uh, the founders, you know, Larry Page, Sergey Brin, Eric Schmidt have all kind of stepped away from the company, uh, really saddened by the way the company has changed and evolved. And, again, a tremendous company with, with a lot of great, um, you know, things going on. And But when you look at their revenues for the quarter, they were off 2%. Um, earnings were off about 27%. Uh, so they're, they're not doing quite as well as some of those other big tech names. Uh, and, again, it's a company, because of the culture changes and the fundamental changes going on, is one we probably stay away from. Again, we're talking to Walt Sakira of Akron Wealth Advisors about stocks, the stock market. Akron Wealth Advisors does invest their clients' money into individually owned stock portfolios. If you have any questions about about the stock market, where you think it's going today, where your own investments uh, might be improved, give Walt a call. He'd like to talk to you now at 330-673-1234. That's out of Akron and on WNIR.com. Toll free at 800 6694 Well, I read a, a, a financial analysis last week from a from another investment company, and uh, the theme of the of the piece was that while the major indices and the and the big glamorous stocks that we've been talking about seem to be doing very well and recovering, uh, in from the uh, beginning of this year, 
where the real problem, they say, is is in the rest of the stocks that aren't so glamorous, that aren't part of the major indices, that they are not uh, performing well and they are not uh, rebounding uh, in this uh, particular market. And, uh, and again, it echoed the fact that, as you said earlier, overall the market is down about 7% for the year 2020, but was not a very optimistic or hopeful article about uh, the, uh, you know, the future of the market this year or next year because of what they say is the, is the, again, the disconnect between the, the big uh, fancy indice companies and the regular run-of-the-mill stocks. What do you think about that? It's interesting, Bob. You know, again, I'm, I'm a big believer in knowing what you own and, and buying things that you understand and believe in. And in all our portfolios, uh, you know, we've, we've had winning stocks. You know, when I look at our large cap stocks, you're right. Those are the ones that catch the news. But, you know, if we go to our small mid cap portfolio, and I, we got companies in there like DocuSign, Pinterest, Chewy.com, Ambiomed, you know, Fresh Pet. You know, we've had a few losers in there, too. I mean, just to give you a balanced case, you know, Jazz Pharmaceuticals, Alta Beauty's in there. But, I mean, we, we find winners because, Bob, our approach isn't the market. It's looking at companies. It's understanding business models. It's knowing what has the potential to perform. And I think that's what investing is all about. So when I see articles like that, I kind of agree, Bob. I think if you're just putting money in the market and if you're, if you're just putting you know, money maybe in funds that you know, replicate the market or give you some kind of market experience, yeah, it's, it's not very promising. But I'm a true believer that if you know what you own, if you're in there, if you're identifying great companies, you know, a lot of companies will come out of this even stronger than what they went in. And that's the discipline that we really employ daily here at, at our firm and our, our team, uh, the way we manage money for our clients. Let's take a question now for Walt Secura of Akron Wealth Advisors here in our Invest Wisely program. Good morning. You're on WNIR. Oh, you want to call back at a better line, 330-673-1234. Talk to Walt Secura about those individual stocks that you may own or about the stocks in your 401k or your IRA that a lot of folks uh, kind of tend to ignore, and maybe this is the time to, to uh, reshuffle them. 330-673-1234, 800-669-4100. And that's a, one of the things that you can do at Akron Wealth Advisors. It's not just a company where you can just invest money and, and deal with that. Through the auspices of I.W. Baird, they can provide advice on retirement, those 401ks, IRAs, financial planning. They can review your taxes, which a lot of people finally finished. They can talk to you about, about stretch IRAs and, and minimum distributions and Roth conversions and Social Security analyses and other more complex issues, too, that they can give you some advice on based on the experience. R.W. Baird has had over the years. So uh, when you look at some of those other areas that folks have been dealing with you, uh, we finished the tax season. Is a, What has been the most common question folks have had about, about taxes and how to, once again, plan for taxes for next year? Yeah, I think, Bob, a lot of people in our, in our clients anyway took advantage of the RMD um, you know, uh, exclusion this year. They didn't have to take their RMD distribution. Uh, a lot of our clients are retired and uh, that changed their taxes for the year. It changes probably their quarterly estimates and uh, their planning for next year. Uh, so, you know, each time you make a change, I think you got to take a look at that tax situation and then, you know, plan for the next year to make sure that, you know, you're looking at things properly. But uh, we coordinate a lot with the you know, tax advisors in our area that we work with. You know, we don't provide tax advice. We know enough to, you know, be able to frame it up for people and at least speak the language. But, uh, we know the importance of a good tax advisor and make sure that all our clients are really hooked up with somebody that can uh, help them with their taxes. 
I see we get another call here for Walt on WNIR. Go ahead, you're on the air. Yes, I, I had a question about a uh, stock that I hold. Uh, it's AYTU uh, Biosciences over the counter, uh, and it's, uh, I hear they're having some involvement in the coronavirus, uh, you know, testing and stuff like that. I just is it, you know, a, a recommended buy at this point? Um, the symbol is AYTU. Yes, sir. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I pulled it up quickly again. Not one that I follow. And, um, you know, this is a stock that is below $10 a share, so it would probably fall outside of our range. But just looking at the, uh, you know, what I see, it looks like they've had some pretty good revenue growth. Um, you know, the last quarter they're up 243%. Again, $8.2 million over $2.4 million. So, again, this is a, a much smaller company. Uh, but it looks like, you know, they have some decent things going on here. I, I don't know enough about it and really wouldn't be able to give you advice on it. But, I mean, just looking at some of the financial metrics that I can quickly see, it looks like they, uh, they're they on a little bit of, you know, some momentum with their revenue growth anyway. Okay. Well, thank you very much. That helps. Sure. Thank you for calling. Talking to Walt Secure, Akron Wealth Advisors here on WNIR on Invest Wisely. And a uh, quick note, you are uh, kind of expanding now. You have uh, created a new partnership with a long-term colleague that will uh, move uh, some of your firm's uh, exposure uh, further into uh, western Pennsylvania. Tell us about that. Yeah, so our group, we teamed up with a, a woman that I've worked with for years, Bob, named Susan Marshall. Um, she's out of Washington, Pennsylvania. I've done a lot of business out of that area over the years, and it was a good partnership for us. Um, you know, Sue's going to really work with us to incorporate a lot of her clients into the portfolios that we manage, and we'll rely on Sue's expertise, you know, as she is with the wealth planning and some of the things that she does. And uh, it's, a, it's a good opportunity for, our, you know, our, our clients and, uh, you know, for expansion over in that part of uh, Western PA. So, uh, I've always been very comfortable, you know, through Western PA and, and, you know, Northeast Ohio. I think a lot of the people are very similar and families are very similar. So it uh, should be a fun opportunity for us. And, of course, so when you look at it, uh, with technology the way it is today, you service clients that maybe they started here with uh, in Northeast Ohio, but now they've retired to other parts of the country, in some cases other, other parts of the, of the world. So you really service clients all around, uh, all, all around the U.S.? We really do, Bob. Yeah, we have a lot of clients. Of course, we got a lot of snowbirds, and we got a lot of people that you know got away from even being a snowbird and decided to locate down in Florida. But uh, we have clients, you know, all the way out to California, um, you know, Oregon, uh, Nevada, Arizona. Um, you know, so we really we can work with clients really anywhere in the United States. Uh, but a lot of them do have you know a basis here in Akron, Ohio, or uh, in the case of our new partnership, probably Western Pennsylvania. And if you'd like to uh, talk to Walt Secure and his team about possibly becoming one of their clients and learning more about their philosophy and, and uh, what they do and how they invest their clients' money, you can call their office here in Akron. It is 234-466-7476. That is 234-466-7476. They have a toll-free number, 2-844-388-4953. But the local, local number, 234 466 Seven six. Walt Secure and his team can talk with you. Again, there's no charge to talk with you and just to discuss what your concerns are and how you might help you with your investments and your retirement planning and, and the like. They are affiliated with the R.W. Baird Company, so they have all kinds of resources at their fingertips. So give them a call or tell them you heard them on WNIR, 234 
466-7476 and uh, see how they can maybe improve your investment outlook in the, in these uh, very challenging investment times. So, Walt, another week lies ahead. We're opening up the month of August, continuing to move on through 2020 and in and, and face of uh, uh, fire and brimstone. So what do you see happening in the market? Well, Bob, we're going to continue to watch. we got some earnings reports coming out this week, like Disney reports, Bristol-Myers Squibb, um, some of our small-cap stocks like Monster Beverage, Square, Match, Yeti. Uh, and we also get some other uh, you know, uh, economic data from the Labor Department and, and jobs and employment. So it's going to be another interesting week, and you'll be following that along and still beginning to do the best for your clients. So once more, if you'd like to be a, a part of the Akron Wealth Advisor family, Walt Secura and his uh, experienced team, give them a call, 234-466-7476. Remind, you, remind him that you heard him on WNIR Kent Akron, 234-466-7476 for Walt Secura, Akron Wealth Advisors. See you next Sunday. Thanks, Bob. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Amazon.com, symbol AMZN. Ambiomed Inc., symbol ABMD. Apple Inc., symbol AAPL. Bristol Myers Squibb Company, symbol BMY. Chewy Inc., symbol CHWY. The Walt Disney Company, symbol DIS. DocuSign Inc., symbol DOCU. Etsy Inc., symbol E-T-S-Y. Facebook Inc., symbol F-B. Fresh Pet Inc., symbol F-R-P-T. Alphabet Inc., Google, symbol G-O-O-G-L. Jazz Pharmaceutical PLC, symbol G-A-Z-Z. Monster Beverage Corporation, symbol M-N-S-T. Pinterest Inc., symbol P-I-N-S. Square Inc., symbol S-Q. Alta Beauty Inc., symbol U-L-T-A. Yeti Holdings Inc., symbol Y-E-T-I. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated makes a market in all of these securities discussed during today's broadcast. In addition, Robert W. Baird Incorporated and or its affiliates managed or co-managed a public offering of securities for Fresh Pet Inc., symbol F-R-P-T, and Yeti Holdings Inc., symbol Y-E-T-I, in the past 12 months. In addition, Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated and or its affiliates have received investment banking compensation from Fresh Pet Inc., symbol FRPT, and Yeti Holdings Inc., symbol Y-E-T-I, in the past 12 months.